Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Hey, what an incredible day to be together, to connect spiritually over online. Hey, I know we are separated physically, but we are connected by spirit. And I'm praying today, me and Ashley are praying for you. The Holy Spirit is filling your space. That though things are crazy on the outside, God's peace is reigning in your home. God's peace is reigning in your heart. Hey, I am beyond excited for today. We're in a brand new series called In Not Of The World, where we are literally looking at scripture to see how we are as Christians reacting to what's happening in our world. Everything with the pandemic, everything with the elections, everything with all the tensions and divide in our country, how are we as Christians supposed to live? How are we supposed to be Christ-like in the middle of the chaos? Jesus always brought about peace. Everywhere he went, no matter what the situation was, he always brought peace. And so we look at the scripture to see how are we supposed to live? What filter are we supposed to be looking through? How are we supposed to react? Where are we supposed to ground ourselves in? And that's what we're doing today. Uh, Last week, I I want you to look back at if you didn't catch it because we, we talked all about how to really go after what's happening in our world as far as social justice. There's a lot of missions happening right now, a lot of things we're standing for, but if we don't do it through the right lens, it can come out of a place of anger. And so I encourage you, check out that message and make sure we're doing it out of a place of love, out of a place of total forgiveness and freedom. Because when we do that, we set others free. You know, right now we're in the middle of election season. However you're watching this or whenever you're catching this, you might be catching this at a later date, but we're coming up on election day. And we are in the middle of watching debates and doing all of our research and finding out what is the right thing to do in the middle of this season, in the middle of this next season where we're, the United States of America is headed. And there's a lot going on. There's a lot of messages out there. And today I wanna to take a time and pause, pause the, the voices, pause the noise, and really dive into the word of God and say, what do you want to say to us? And when we do this, when we take those moments and we dive into the word of God, the beauty is that he says that it becomes a light to our path. And so we might find ourselves in a lot of confusion because of all the voices shouting at us, all the different things coming at us saying, you know, you should make this decision or go with this side or, you know, all the things that are in question in your head. But today we need to look at the word of God because it is a lamp into our feet. It creates a path. It creates a straight and narrow. And sometimes it's it's small, right? And it's hard to find. And if you're not intentional, you will fall for what everybody else is going for. But right now we need to dive into the word of God. I wanna pray over this word, that God would settle it in your spirit, that he would invest something in you today, that you would not only hear the word, but it would develop something in you that you would be transformed by the renewing of your mind as we read the word of God together. So let's pray over what God wants to do in you. Would you surrender to his word, surrender to what he wants to do in your life? And let's pray together to dive into what he wants to speak. God, we love you so much today. And we just thank you for your presence. Jesus, you are so good. I just feel your presence right now. 
just as I'm speaking, Lord God, I pray that you would just come into every space, wherever we're watching from today with our families, with our friends right now. Presence of God, just invade that space. Holy Spirit, come. We invite you. We invite you to come and be with us. Holy Spirit, you are the great counselor. You remind us of what Jesus said. You, you help us to understand. You empower us as the saints. And so God, I just pray right now for everyone who is watching in this experience, who's connected. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you pour out your spirit on them in such a fresh way that today they'd be renewed in their strength. They'd be renewed in their joy. I pray for peace to be restored. God, that in the, the middle of whatever they're facing right now, it might look like a difficult or impossible situation. I pray that as we read the word, that they would understand, it would become light to their path, it would become a peace to their situation, become strength to their bodies, become strength to their minds, wisdom to know how to do this life, how to approach this election, how to go after what you want for us, God, what you've already given us, Jesus. I just pray for this word, that it would settle in our hearts and become something in us, that we wouldn't just hear it and go about our day, but it would transform us, God. Do it in us, Lord God. Start it in us, start a fire in us today, that we would be a contagious element, that everywhere we go, every Zoom call we get on, every person we encounter, the love of Jesus would permeate that space, that you would invade this earth with heaven. And we just pray that the kingdom of God would come down to earth as it is in heaven. We love you, Father, and we trust you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, if you're ready, let's dive into the word of God. I wanna look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 10 today. Would you turn with me in your Bibles? And when you got it, put in the comments, say, I'm ready. We got Jeremiah chapter 10 today. We're gonna to start in verse one. And this is talking to the Israelites, God's chosen people. And Jeremiah was a prophet and he was speaking to what the people of God should do what the people of God should do in the middle of the world that was really in total chaos. And we find ourselves in those seasons. And I think we find ourselves in one of those seasons right now is where the world is searching. They're you know, in arguments, they're in div division. Uh, we find so, so many things happening in our world that cause people to be um, distracted, distracted with life. And so Jeremiah was talking to the people of God saying this is how we should be. And let's check it out in verse 10, or chapter 10, I'm sorry, verse one. It says, hear what the Lord says to you, O house of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by the signs in the sky, though the nations are terrified by them. For the customs of the people are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel they adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails, so it will not totter. Like a scarecrow in a melon patch, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. No one is like you, O Lord. You are great and your name is mighty in power. This scripture is so encouraging because it talks about a nation that was falling for these idols that they put in place and that they called powerful. And we find that in our world today. I mean, if you look with eyes 
of Christ. If you look with the eyes of the word of God, you can see there are a lot of things being exposed right now. A lot of powers that a lot of us turn to in order to gain strength, in order to gain our peace. And we're finding out in this season, none of that lasts. None of it is sustaining. None of it is foundation. And so we find a lot of people in total ruins, finding themselves in a place of chaos, finding a place of unsteady, uncertainty. And so their foundation is gone. And Jeremiah is talking to the people of God saying, hey, as for you, do not fear when the nations fear. Do not set your eyes on what they're setting their eyes on. And he talks about the idols that they've set up. And back in the Bible times, they would take these big pieces of wood and they would carve images. And these images would become their gods. And they would set them up and they'd put jewelry on them and they would worship them. They'd put them on a high place and sacrifice to them and worship them. And they would be their source of power. They would pray to these idols and they would call them their God. And Jeremiah was saying, hey, listen, those people that are turning to those things, you are set apart for your God is mighty in power. Your power comes from something that is greater than is on this world. I think if we pause today and stop and stop listening to the voices around us for just a moment and we start tuning in to the voice of God and start understanding his ways, we start to realize that he is greater. He's greater than anything happening in this world. He was before the world and he will be after the world. He is the Alpha and the Omega, beginning and the end. And therefore, nothing can happen outside of the timeline of God. Nothing can happen outside of his power or outside of his dominion. He rules and reigns. Uh, the Bible says that he is the King of Kings, King of all Kings. Nobody rules above him. His name is above all names. No name is more powerful and more capable than his name. That's why the name of Jesus is such a powerful name. And that's why when we know Christ, when we call him Lord, that name, Jesus, that God set as above all other names, the, the Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee, every heart will bow. It has to, because it's the greatest power in this world. And Jeremiah was reminding, hey, though those around you turn to other gods, let me remind you who your God is. Do not fear. You should not fear. There should be no fear in your system. You should only have for the peace of God because you serve something that is greater. Now today, we might not have wooden images carved out and set in high places in our world. You might not walk down the street and see these idols set up and people sacrificing to them and putting jewelry on them. But our idols today look different. They look very different. Our idols today look like money. They look like uh, the things that we possess. They look like the status that we have. They look like our Instagram accounts and how many likes that we have. Our idols are different today. They're not carved images, but if we're not careful, anything placed above God in our life becomes an idol. It becomes a God. And what you have to understand is you cannot be mastered by more than one thing. And that's why Jesus says, Drop that which you have, repent, which means to turn from your wicked ways and come to me. Because you cannot serve both the gods of this earth 
and the God in heaven. You must choose. You must choose. And everybody has to do something with the name of Jesus. Everybody does. And so when you look at this, when you look at how you know we may serve other gods, we may serve other things in this world, other things, whether we know it or not, whether we intentionally do it or not, if we've placed anything above our relationship with God or above our relationship with Him, we have set an idol in the place of Him. And Jeremiah was saying, hey, when we do this, when the people of the world did that, then their idols became their source of power. And I think in this election time, it's, it's uh, showing us that there are a lot of powers screaming for your attention. There are a lot of, of things that are, are drawing you in to gain your strength and encouragement from. It might be, you know, uh, uh, something that they're declaring. It might be a new process or system they're trying to put in place. It might be a stimulus package. It might be whatever it is, something that you might be saying, okay, that is going to make it better. Okay, if they just come out with a vaccine, that is going to make it better. If we just get this person in, in the candidacy, that is going to make it better. If we just take care of this system and take care of this, then that is going to make it better. But can I tell you that if we put our, 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 our retention and our, our leaning on this world and anything in this world, we will always be let down. You will always be disappointed because nothing in this world can carry you because it didn't create you. It didn't design you. It didn't create the earth. And God is the only one who's the God of all power and all might. Jeremiah was saying, hey, listen, though the nations keep their eyes on the things of this world, though the nations gain their strength from the things of this world, things that they've carved, those things cannot stand. I love how he says, because he says they, they actually put little things to hold up the idols because they can't stand. They actually have to talk for it because the idols can't talk for themselves. And the things on this earth will never give you peace because they can't speak life into you. They may speak human words. They may speak human satisfaction for a moment, but the fulfillment that you are searching for, the fulfillment that fills us to overflowing, that joy unspeakable, that peace that passes understanding, that strength when we are weak, that comes from God alone. It comes from God alone. And in this election time, if we pause and lean into God being our source, you know, it's hard because right now we see a lot of fear-based proclamation. I mean, everything is fear-based. We watched the debate the other night and everything is fear-based and what if, and we need to do this or else, and, and all this stuff about the other person. And man, if, if you are voting this year based on fear, can I encourage you to stop, pause, and pray? That'd be a good encouragement, a good thing for all of us to do, right? To stop, pause, and pray. If you're, if you're totally making your decisions right now in life with your job, with your family, with your time every day based on fear, can I tell you to stop, pause, and pray? Lean into what God wants to speak because we cannot be a people who work in fear. That's what Jeremiah was saying. He says, do not fear them. They cannot harm you, nor, they, nor can they do any good. This is not something to pursue. And that's why the scriptures say, seek first the kingdom of God. 
all these other things. Don't search for them because if you search for them, you're never going to be content. Paul said, I learned the secret of being content. It's the spirit of God. It's God in me. Christ in me is enough. It's fulfillment for me. It's everything to me. I tell you, in this season, you need to be filled with Jesus. You need to be having your time full of him, making him king and Lord of your life. Right now in this time of, of the elections, I think it's a really good time for us to pause and see who is on the throne of our lives. Because that settles in us our fear. It settles in us who we trust in. And if you trust in this world, if you trust in whoever's gonna be the president or you trust in whoever's making the decisions for how we're gonna handle this pandemic, if you trust in the next system or the next process or the next person, can I tell you, you're always gonna be disappointed. And that's not to discourage you, it's just to let you know reality. This isn't our home. It's not where we're meant to be. We're meant to be in heaven with Jesus. And as long as you put your faith in this world, you will always live out of a place of fear. But let me tell you, today is the day. Today is the day for you to put your faith in Jesus. Solely place your faith in Him, knowing that He is the provider. He is the provider. So how do we approach this with faith? How do we approach this election season and vote on a, on a basis of faith? not fear. Because as long as we vote on fear, we're always gonna make the wrong decision. If you, if you do your life in fear, you're always gonna make the wrong decisions because fear is never a good filter. It's always something that paralyzes you and keeps you away from God's best for your life. But when you act in faith, you can move mountains. When you act in faith, you can walk on water. When you walk in faith, you can see God move. And that's what God wants for you as his child. He desperately wants that for you, for you to walk in faith, to understand his reality of who he is and what he's given you as his child. Because as long as we make decisions based on fear, we're always gonna make the wrong decisions. We're always gonna make decisions that paralyze us, that take a step back from where God wants us to be. And so I find it in Romans chapter 10. It says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Come on, it's so good. And we would think that it would say something like faith comes by seeing, right? Or faith comes through our experience of what we've been a part of. And so now we have faith because we experienced something or you saw something. And so now you have faith in it. You believe it because you've already seen it. But no, he says faith comes through hearing the word hearing the word. And I think about today and all of the things happening in our world, all of the things on TV and on Facebook and on Instagram and things pulling for our attention. I mean, you think we are such a distracted society. I mean, we are so distracted. You walk down the street and everybody's got their phone up scrolling. And it's not bad as it's how we live as a culture today, but we are so distracted and there are so many voices coming at us. And so when you hear this, faith comes by hearing. You can realize that we are a culture that is very distracted. And so our faith has a very hard time of growing. And I would ask you the question today, how many voices are you listening to right now? How many voices are shaping your faith? You see, if we are aware and if we intentionally look at our lives 
Look at what's going in our ears. Look at what's going in our eyes, right? Look at what's going in because those are the gates to our heart. And when we realize and we understand and we become aware, okay, these things are making my faith either weak or strong. They're either building me up to believe in Jesus, they're building me up to have more faith in Him, more faith in God, or they're making me start to question. They're making me start to doubt. They're making me start to be shaky and shifty. They're making me start to question and say, what? I don't know if I truly believe that. I once did, maybe I grew up in it, but now I don't know. I, everything around me is nothing. And he says, hey, listen, faith comes through hearing, not just hearing anything, but hearing the message, hearing the word of the Lord, the word of Christ, the word of Jesus. And that's why it's so important. It's so important that you get before Jesus and learn his voice. Learn how he speaks. Learn how he talks. Tune in and listen to the voice. But that starts with tuning out all other voices. It starts with you saying no to the other voices. And as we're experiencing this election season, I think this is one of the wildest rides for a lot of us that we've ever lived uh, because you know we haven't been through a pandemic and all of the, the social craziness that's going on right now and everything happening in our world that's just not right. And we've talked about that. Like We're not okay with it as the church but everything that's happening is causing so much confusion that it's hard to have faith to know God is working. It's not something that just comes to us. It is something that we must hear. And as his children, as people of God, we have to tune in. We have to lean in. We have to cut all other voices. We have to cut all of the voices that are trying to bring about fear in our lives. And I ask you to simply look at your life and see what voices are causing fear. That's a great question to, to write down in your journal, to ask yourself this week, to really pay attention. You know, we did a financial class a bit ago, and this was in the first of our marriage. And we sat down and they, they told us to write down all of the things where our money goes, right? All the places that we, we buy food, all the places that we spend all the time and really track down where your money goes. And it was wild to realize where we were spending. Can I tell you, Wawa has my number, right? They, they, we realized we were spending a lot of money eating out and going to Wawa. And so you could track down and say, okay, that's where it's going. Now we can really get a grasp on it, budget and, and go forward and do well. And it transformed the way that we handle our finances. Can I tell you, you need to do this with voices coming into your life. You need to write down, okay, how much time do I spend? The greatest invention ever is the screen time now that comes on your phone to realize, wow, how much time am I spending ingesting the world? How much time am I spending ingesting the voices of the earth? Because as long as you're ingesting the voices, let me tell you, they're going to overpower your filter of faith. They're going to start to weigh you down and the messages are going to become so heavy on you that you're not going to be able to walk in faith. You're not going to be able to see clearly through the haze. We wrote the song Faithful, where it has this part where we, we know who Jesus is as the faithful one and he helps us to see clearly. That's my prayer for you in this season is that God would help you see clearly.
that you wouldn't see through the eyes of fear. You wouldn't see through the eyes of the world. You wouldn't see through, okay, this is happening, so now we have to do this. We would see through eyes of faith to know that God is on the throne, that no matter what happens in our world, Jesus is king. He is the true king, true Lord, and nothing shakes his kingdom. Nothing can stand against his power and authority. And so therefore, we are his kids, and we stand in that same place of peace. We sit at his right hand. We, we are his children. We are in his arms and his, under his wings of refuge. I mean, we are in a safe place. And when you realize that, you can be steadfast on solid ground. And I would encourage you this week to take time and write down, hey, where am I spending my time? What voices am I allowing in? What type of situations am I getting myself into in order to create my faith? Because maybe today, just like Jeremiah warned the Israelites, maybe your faith is set in something that cannot stand on its own. Maybe your faith is settled in something that is of this world that is temporary and it will crash and fall. And with it, so will your faith. And so today it's a great realization. This is how I want us to, to pray today that God would infuse in us a faith that he would increase our ability to hear his voice over all other voices, that we'd be able to plug into who he is, to plug into his power, to plug into his voice, that by hearing our faith is increased, by hearing his word, by, by having habits. I mean, getting a habit of getting in the word of God every day. At the beginning of this, this part in Romans, he talks about it, he says, in verse six, he says, but the righteous that is by faith says, do not say in your heart, who will ascend to the heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But in verse eight, what does it say? And what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. And he was saying, hey, listen, this word of God is in you. And sometimes we don't realize it. Sometimes we think you might have the thoughts, I don't have enough time. I don't have you know, enough uh, place where I can get before God and hear his voice. I can tell you, you can't afford not to. And this is something that we have to fight for as Christians. Me and my wife were just talking about the other day that our Jesus time is becoming more and more something we have to fight over because this is a season where there's always something to do. There's always something to get done because you're at home or you're working from your computer and there's always something screaming for your attention. There's always a voice that's shouting at you. Can I tell you, today is a day you have to make a decision inside. I will fight to hear the voice of God. I will fight to hear him. I will fight to increase my faith by hearing the word, by knowing the word, by having Jesus speak over me. I wanna pray for us today that God would increase that tenacity, that we would have uh, just a, an urgency and a hunger. Man, my prayer for you has been that your just hunger increases, that it wouldn't be something of a regimen that you'd say, okay, I have to, I have to pray or I have to read the word of God, but your hunger would increase, that you would desire him, that you would desire him as a lover, that you would say, Jesus, I just wanna be with you, I want more of you. And that, that faith would be built in you because you spend time with your savior. And the thing that we magnify we always grew up, and my parents would teach us this, that what magnify means to get close. 
It's to bring something in close. And sometimes we magnify the world. We, we bring it in real close. We bring it in the coronavirus. We bring in the president. And believe me, I, I'm with you. I have loved ones and relatives that I love very deeply that have been affected by COVID. Okay, I understand it. It's a real thing. I understand it. It affects, but we cannot magnify the situation so much that it drives all our decisions, that it drives the way that we vote. It drives the way that we handle life. It drives the way that we love others. It drives the way that we connect on a spiritual level. It cannot drive the way we live. I'm telling you, it cannot. We have to be led by faith. And so we magnify, and let me encourage you, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Come on, we have to in this season, bring him close. We have to bring him close. You have to get close to Jesus. And when you are close to him, you realize how big he is, how powerful he is, how mighty he is. God is on the throne, I'm telling you. He's on the throne. This has not shaken his kingdom at all. And when you get close to him, you realize that, that you are not living for a God who is dead. You are living for God who has risen, is alive and well, and sits on the throne. I want to pray for you today that God would infuse you with faith, that you would be so brought to a place of joy and brought to a place of faith that as you approach this election season, as we make a decision, it's not based on a person but it's based on what Christ wants done. It's based on the word of the Lord, not the word of man, not what this person says about this person or this side says about this side. I'm telling you, we have to be plugged into a higher power. We have to be plugged into a higher voice, a higher calling. And we cannot base it on what man says. We have to base it on heaven's agenda. And as you vote, here's your prayer. You ready for this? That I just wanna empower you today with your prayer. Say, God, who do you want in power? And, and as we approach this election season, I would encourage you too to pray, Holy Spirit, let my eyes see through the masks. Let my eyes see through the lies. Let me see who your hand is upon. That's what we need to be praying, not okay, what did this person do? Or what did this person, what's, what is this guy about? No, we need to be praying, Holy Spirit, whose hand are you on? What, what, what light are you shining on? Who have you anointed for the season? God says, I appoint all governing authorities. When you realize that, you understand he has already set something in motion. And so we as Christians, we have to lean in and say, God, who have you appointed for this season? Who have you appointed to be in that leadership? It might not be something that everybody understands or everybody is in agreement with, but we have to lean in and listen. So I wanna pray for you today that God would increase your faith, but not only that, but you would be able to hear him. Maybe your, your ears have been blocked in this season. Maybe the voices are so loud that it's deafening the voice of God and you haven't heard him in a bit. In fact, this season has been a place of silence as far as God's voice in your life. I wanna pray that today your ears would be opened. Today, your spirit would jump 
and be alive inside of you. Today, your heart would become soft and understand the voice of God that is speaking to you. I want to pray for you right now. If you want to step into that, would you just lift up your hands and just surrender to him right now? Say, Jesus, I just make you Lord of this moment. Father, I just pray for these that are surrendered to you right now. I just pray for those that have made a decision in their heart to follow you, to go after you, to hear your voice, and to step into a place of building their faith. God, I pray that their faith would increase right now. I pray that their faith would not be set on the things of the world. God, all the messages that have tried to come in and taunt and, and taint their faith and their belief system, God, I pray that right now you would wash them with the word. That as we read this word today, God, you just wash us with that word, that powerful light into our path and lamp into our feet. God, we just thank you, God, for what you're doing. And I pray for their ears. God, not their physical ears, God, their spiritual ears. I pray that they would be open today. You would open them so wide to hear your voice. God, I pray that you would soften their hearts to understand your ways. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you in. Whisper in our ears. Speak to us. Speak to us on a whole nother level. This would be a level that we would understand your word, that we'd start to read your word and it would jump off the page and transform our hearts, transform our lives, that we'd become better because of it. We become better Christians. We become better Christ-like followers that people would understand who you are because of the way that we love, because of the way we forgive, because of the way we give. God, that as we serve others, as we go after uh, loving others, God, that they would understand who you are because of the transformation that's happened inside of us. I pray for faith to increase right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray all of this. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.